The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoopball NBA DFS Today podcast. Today is Thursday, February 13th, and it's here. The All-Star Weekend is here. Uh, one, two more games tonight that we're going to review, and then we have the All-Star break. Uh, I am Joe Sarbati, affectionately known as Coach. And I can't believe I'm actually joined by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Andrew Hansen, Handsome Hansen. And I messed it up. I said it the wrong way for the first time. Usually I can get that one. But Andrew, how are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing well, thanks. Yeah, it's, it's fun to be on with you again for a pod. And kind of funny that I had to come all the way down to Florida for it to happen, but but that's where I am here on, on vacation, and oh, nice! I got to walk on the beach this morning to get ready for the podcast today. So, you know, I'm in I'm pretty good spirits here. Beautiful, man. Whereabouts in Florida? On the on the west side, sort of between Clearwater and St. Pete Beach. Oh yeah, I know that area well. That is really nice. Beautiful, man. Good for you. How long yeah. are you guys down there? A uh, full week. Beautiful. So, yeah, I lived down here for three winters when I was playing baseball and ah. just sort of fell in love with it. The sunsets over the ocean, over over the Gulf of Mexico are pretty sweet. They so are. we try to come back for a week every winter. Well, good for you, man. Get away from that snow and cold for That's sure. Right. That's right. Well, you know, you know the biggest news today, first of all, I've got to lead with this, Andrew, and it's so awesome that we're doing this show together today, is you know what the big news is? Mr. Lillard? No. It's like a hundredfold bigger than that. Oh, is that possible? It is. <laughs> Coach, Coach defeats Apatria in the Chicken Suit Challenge. We are at the All-Star break, and I win by two. Wow, how about that? Congratulations. So we will have the week that we get back from the All-Star break, when games resume, uh, we will do a live show with the cameras on and Mr. Apatria in his chicken suit. It's it's like the, it's like Christmas all over again here, man. Wow, that will be. I'll have to tune in for that one. I, I'll tell you what. I am so fired up. I mean, that is like <laughs> the biggest thing. I could not wait to get on here and uh, share that. I know I always get a bunch of tweets about it uh, and, and people keeping score. And, and you know what sparked me, buddy? is you and Miles were on that day, and Miles pulled out the the win that I had that Apatria tried to skirt by me, <laughs> and and that's what sparked me into this victory. So, yeah, shout out to both you guys. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome, man. But what we're going to do today is uh, just we're going to obviously go over the two-game slate tonight because uh, it's an interesting little slate. And then we'll just throw some things in there uh, about All-Star Weekend. Uh, and Andrew has a couple things he wanted to share about uh, some center pricing and some things that we can keep in mind uh, as we get to the second half. And then, uh, you know, uh, just go over sort of things to look forward to going forward. And uh, it's, it's cool stuff. Now, I did speak with uh, – 
FanDuel, and, and uh, they the only contest available this weekend at all for DFS-wise is the actual All-Star game on Sunday. So I'm going to do like a 10-minute pod on Sunday morning uh, talk, talking about a lineup for that because, you know, we still have never missed a single uh, slate and we're not planning on it. So uh, really today uh, we're recording this on Thursday for tonight's two gamer and then we're off then there's no games to be played in dfs on friday or saturday we'll do the all-star game on sunday and then off monday tuesday and wednesday can you believe that andrew it's a quite a nice break for the entire industry it, it is but i i don't know if i can last that long i'm gonna go bonkers I know. Well, you could always go back and listen to some of the old shows, and I was going to suggest that for our listeners. We've had a good week here where Coach has been inserting some new statistics uh, over the course of this week. So if you missed those, go back and listen. He did a show where he was focusing on the pace and team efficiency, and then he did a show where he ranked the top five and bottom five at each position, positions to attack, positions to avoid. So... Uh, those are great things to keep an eye on as you're building your lineups. That's good stuff. I appreciate that. And I think what I'm going to do, I, I got a pretty, uh, really positive response on that uh, on Twitter. Uh, so I think what I'll do is my solo show once per week, uh, or actually I do two solo shows pretty much. So what I'll do is uh, share those and, you know, nobody wants to hear them every single day, but if I, I do a weekly those uh, two categories each day, uh, I think, uh, based on what everybody said uh, Twitter-wise, it, it's a help for them when they're building their lineup. So I, I appreciate you shouting that out, and that'll be something that I'll start doing uh, on a weekly basis after the All-Star game. I like it. That'll be a great way for our listeners to it'll sort of sink in week after week, you know, who are the, the top five and top bottom five to target and avoid. And then once you start inserting, you know, new entries into those rankings as they shift, it'll sort of stand out even more to our listeners and they'll pick up on it right away, hopefully. Absolutely. And, you know, everything is about beating everybody else, you know, to the jump on here. If you see a trend or you see something, you know, taking place, you know, jumping on that makes a huge difference. I remember early in the season, it helped us take down some, some pretty big slates uh, when, Phoenix was all the way up to ninth in team defensive efficiency. And then Baines got hurt, if you remember, and he was out for like a month. And yes. after after like two weeks, we started noticing all of a sudden they were 11th and 13th and 15th and 18th. So the, the team defensive efficiency, especially in the paint with Baines out, and that at that time, Aiton was still on his suspension, uh, you know, we attacked – the bigs against Phoenix. And, it, you know, I think we caught that trend before a lot of the industry did. So that's a perfect example of, you know, what some of that statistical analysis can bring forward. And, you know, what we tried to do, and, and I'm so thankful to our listeners and how we've grown and all the momentum, uh, you know, we are, we have grown since our first preseason show to now uh, 12 fold from where we were, uh, after uh, FIBA and the and uh, the preseason shows, and then once we got in uh, from there, it's just it's really grown like crazy, and and it's cool because we have 
as you know, so many listeners from all over the globe. I mean, I'm, I constantly get all the info from the Aust- our Australian friends and uh, Pakistan and England and India. I mean, it's amazing. But uh, the NBA is truly a global sport, and, and I'm really thankful that uh, – uh, you know, we've been able to to grow it this way. But I bring that point up to say, you know, what we try to bring forward is different than anybody else in the industry. And it's a combination of us real statistical analysis. That's why I bring some of those uh, numbers forward. And and I know Andrew does a great job, and, and as the other pros do, with like the, the info he's going to give you later about centers and such. That's all important information. And that that's a big piece of your build. But I think where we we've really gotten the edge because you'll start to see in a lot of these contests, there's like 50, 60 entries with the exact same lineup. So you're having a lot of, you know, these fantasy crunching optimizer kind of stuff that people are putting in. And then people that belong to that are all putting in the same lineup. Now, that's all well and good, and I'm not speaking against any of those folks, but we try to look at it from that statistical analysis and then our eye test and experience in the in the game. You know, all the little things, and I've brought this up a few times, but I don't think anybody else out there does this. I mean, how you know, how is the coach reacting to the player? You know, what what is the player's role on the team? Even though somebody's not starting, are they playing that last six, seven minute? run to close games on and on you know those things a lot of times don't come through in statistics they only come through in watching and understanding the game you know last week we had uh we faded Harden when they were going against Utah and I just knowing Quinn Snyder's defense what he's done from when he was a player and then an assistant coach at Duke at Memphis University and then into the pros he has consistently lived that Coach K kind of defense of let's take the ball out of their best player's hand and make somebody else beat us. So we assumed that they would double hard and make him kick the ball. And with Gordon out that game, that Westbrook would blow up. And, you know, lo and behold, that exactly happened. And you don't get that off of a, a crunch or a statistical analysis. You just have to know the background uh, you know, in the the coaches' tendencies and all of that, and uh, you know that's what's exciting, and I think that's why we're growing the way we are, and I think that uh, you know that's that's something that uh, you know all our listeners that are are loyal and listen every day can really pick up and give them an edge in taking down uh, some GPP and cash stuff. We we put all the pieces together, Coach. That's what we do. Yeah. I think so. We're trying to anyway, that's for sure. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention too, the, um, you know, this is also is a good time during the all-star break. If, if you have a chance to go back and listen, uh, Mike, Mike Apatry and I did six preseason, uh, before the preseason game started, we did six preseason pods and a lot of them were about an hour and a half long. And we just, dissected sort of DFS, you know, strategies, what sites, late lock, which ones, you know, you what type contest, just all, you know, uh, sort of the, the whole overview of it. And a lot of the questions that I get throughout the year 
um, were answered in those, but I just don't think we really had the listenership back then to uh, catch a lot of it. So if you have a chance, go back into uh, September and check out those first six pods if, if you're looking you know, to listen to a pod during this break. And I think you'll find a lot of the things we said there is what we've been applying throughout the first half of this season. All right, man. Um, I guess the other thing I wanted to say was um, I had one other note here, Andrew. Let's well, see here. I, I'm trying to remember because it was important, too, and I did <laughs> not want to forget that. Um, oh, I know. Okay, I got it. Um, I What I have found, I think, with a lot of folks, and, and this is something important to remember. You know, some of us focus more on cash games, some uh, focus more on GPPs. I'm a cash player more, more so. But the bottom line is, when, in, when you're building your lineups and listening to our show, don't just enter. And, and I, I can't implore this more because it's, it's crazy, and I, I talked a little bit about it last week, but don't just play like the big money GPP that has 30,000 people in it and, and expect to be winning every night. I mean, you know, you have to have like less than a 1% night, uh, literally like a 0.03% night to cash uh, big in those games. Be smart with it. Build a bankroll with some, some head to heads, some 50 fifties where all of the advantage you're getting here. You're going to make money in those consistently, and that that profit, fine. If you want to play and take some big shots and GPPs, do that, but don't just do that, the GPP big hits, because, that, again, that's like playing the lottery. I mean, it, the chances are very thin. Yes, you certainly can win them. We're going to give you uh, the chance to take some of those down. You know, I've won some of the, the bigger ones, so I know it's possible, but that – is not going to happen on a regular basis. So, you know, realistic goals, I can't tell you, you know, really implore it anymore is you've got to have some type of cash and GPP sharing of your bets. Because, you know, for me, it's like 80-20 on the cash side because, you know, I want to come out of a night where I have, a, a you know, do pretty well with my picks, but not perfect. I want to have that profit in the cash side and you know if i don't cash in the gpp then i keep building because if you keep kicking in 20 30 50 10 whatever i don't know everybody's bank roles and financial situation is different but if you keep punching that in there seven days a week and playing for the the wild lotto hit uh it, it adds up and you're gonna burn out on this game and and DFS is fantastic, but it's you have to strategically approach it where you can make profit in the cash games and the head-to-heads and 50-50s and then take your shots, pick your spots with the GPP. So that that was an important thing I wanted to share as we went to the All-Star break, uh, Andrew. Yeah, I like it. And then for the folks who really focus more on tournaments, as Coach and Mike and Miles and I have talked about throughout the year, just pick your tournaments wisely. For example – don't play the tournament with 150 max entry and put in five lineups. <clears throat> you know, if you, if depending on your bankroll, go into the contest with a 20 entry max 
and maybe it's a dollar entry and you put in 20 entries into that, then you're on the same playing field as everyone else. If you have a little bigger bankroll, you want to play the 20 entry max, $4 a pop, you know, then go for it. But um, just keep that in mind. If you're in a single entry or a max entry where you can max enter it and you want to put in multiple tournament entries, then at least do it so that you know you have an even playing field. Exactly. And that's a great point. And and I'll tell you, uh, to be honest with you, the GPPs that I play have a decent amount of people in them, but they're always single entry because I only usually build one, maybe at the most two lineups a night. I, and that's, you know, I like to spend my entire day figuring out those nine best players, for example, on FanDuel. And I want an equal shot to the awesomeos of the world and, you know, free plug for those guys. But the big guys that are at the top that, you know, he has his best. I have my best. Now let's go. I'm not going right. to put in two lineups to get his against his 150. Uh, why, why do that? That's right. silly. So I'm with you hundred percent, man. All right. Well, let's, we're going to make this a super long pod. Dan's going to say, how the hell did you guys do an hour pod for two games? <laughs> 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 but I had to spend at least five minutes on the chicken suit because that just I was ecstatic when I realized that it was over and I was the champ. So, all right, dude, I want to begin this show, uh, what, like 25 minutes later, uh, by uh, thanking our presenting sponsor, MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.ag, put in the promo code today, T-O-D-A-Y. And they will give you half of your first deposit in free money, all the way up to 1,000 bananas. So if you put two grand in, you get a thousand free dollars to play there. Great site, you know, best customer service, quickest payouts in the industry. So it's all about my bookie. Also, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. I uh, always talk about that every day. Jump on there, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Jump on Amazon, three clicks. You've got the box at your front door. And I get to say it with you on the show now with the famous Andrew Hansen gold clip on it. So there you go. And I brought you, two of them with me on vacation. Ah. <laughs> brought, the, brought the bag of coffee and the two gold clips. And I feel right at home. That is beautiful. You know how your phone shows you like one year ago today or two years ago today on your photos? Right. Two years ago today, this morning it showed me, I was in Maui, in Hawaii, at a, at a big uh, business uh, conference. And I was thinking, oh, my God. I don't, if, if you'd never gone to Hawaii, you got to get there. It is, I mean, I stood there on my balcony looking out over the ocean with the giant humpback whales, schools of dolphins. I mean, it's the most beautiful place in the world, and they're to have the best coffee, so... You, you, you get the best of both worlds. So anyway, we really appreciate Hawaiian Isles. Uh, they've been a longtime sponsor of, of hoop-ball.com. Okay, we have two games. Uh, the first game is the Clippers at the Celtics. Uh, actually, both games are 8 o'clock Eastern games. And right now the Celtics are a two-point favorite over the Clippers, who've been scuffling at times a bit lately. So this should be an outstanding game to watch. It's a 228 total, 115 implied for Boston, 113 for the Clippers. And what I'll do here is I always go over the injury news, and it usually takes like 15 minutes because there's so many games and so many injuries. But luckily, with just two games, we only have three people 
uh, on the injury list, although one of them is a massive piece of knowledge that we need to know, and that is Brandon Ingram for the uh, uh, Pelicans is 50-50 questionable. So we'll talk about that in the next game. We do know that Pat Beverly is out for that Boston game, so that certainly is a little help for Kemba not having to deal with his defense. And Jalen Brown is more than likely going to play in that first game, he is probable. So the Celtics are back pretty much at full speed. And uh, what do you think about that first game, sir? Well, um, on the Celtics side, you know, we always like to look at the narratives. And there was a story in the last couple of days that came out about Gordon Hayward that the Celtics want to re-sign him, keep him around, whether he opts into his fi- the final year of his contract next year or not. And I think that positive boost is is it could really be important tonight. He's going to be feeling the good vibes coming off a decent game against Houston, yeah. uh, 20, 28 and six. So he's the guy I'm going to look to the most out of those Boston wings uh, and, and guards. Okay. Um, and then if you look at the rest of that group, um, in the matchup against the Clippers earlier, Jalen Brown really did not do well. They, they put the clamps no. on him. Um, and so, as you mentioned with him sort of up his status up in the air due to injury, you know, even if he does play, I'm going to stay away from him. Yeah. Um, Kemba, you know, has a bit of an edge tonight with Beverly out. So I'd give him a little bit of a boost compared to the rest of that group. Mm-hmm. Tat- Tatum, you know, has been playing the best, most consistent the last few games out, but of course he's the most expensive. So, Right. Um, I think for me, out of that group, you know, Hayward is my first target, then Tatum, but you got to spend for him, then Kemba, and I I don't expect to play much of Jalen Brown. Um, In terms of the bigs, Tice had a great game against the Clippers. Yeah. If you remember that, that was an overtime game. He just played heavy minutes, played great, 8 14 and 6. So he's was the, Cantor uh, available that game though. Cantor played. He only played okay. twelve minutes. It, it was strange. Hmm. Yeah. So, well, I think he was. Cantor was on a pretty stiff uh, minutes restriction at that time. Remember that they yeah, said I mean, they were going to bring him in slowly, so they played him like 12, 15 minutes for like three or four games. Just something to be aware of. Yeah, both of those guys have sort of been in and out, different you know minute restrictions throughout yeah. the season. So. So I, I do like Tice, and we do like to target centers against the Clippers, as you as you know, if you heard Coach earlier in the week. So uh, that's my uh, that's I my breakdown of, of the <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was ta- I was telling our listeners if they heard your oh breakdown. I see I was going to yeah. say you're so used to me uh, not being on the show with you I thought you were third personing me there. <laughs> so that's my breakdown of, of the core Celtics guys. Um, I don't think I'll get to Grant Williams and Wanamaker. He, he did well in this matchup, but uh, Hayward did not play that game, so I don't think uh, Wanamaker will get as many minutes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Good breakdown. I, for me, I'm, I'm going to look at it pretty simple in this game. I'm, I'm going to stack the second game. I mean, I just think it's a much more uh, offensive potential in that, in that second game, but um, – for me, I'm going Kemba Walker here strictly because uh, uh, Pat Bev is out, and I, I think Kemba's steps up uh, here because 
I, I never target anybody against two of the probably five best. They'll be first team all defense in uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So, I mean, for me, that takes more of the Brown, Hayward, Tatum group uh, a little questionable for me. So uh, I just don't want them, you know, if they're facing in the rotation, those guys, uh, the majority of the game. And then with the Tice Canner thing going on, I think Tice is definitely the better play and you can use him uh, uh, against, as we said, with the Clippers bigs because he's pretty cheap. So I think I'll go Kemba, maybe slide Tice in there in some of my lineups as a cheap play. And then uh, on the Boston side, or I'm sorry, on the Clippers side, um, I think I'm going to just uh, go right straight with Paul George. I like, I think he's had a few bad games. He had, uh, he went against a few tough defenders. Um, somebody just absolutely stoned him. Ben Simmons the other day for Philly. Uh, well, I'll tell you, did you have a chance to watch any of that Philly Clippers game? Yeah, I got to see a bunch of it. Yep. I, I was, I really, uh, my respect for Ben Simmons is increased immensely. I know he can't shoot outside shots, but that guy is, he gets to the basket, he plays hard, he sees the floor fantastic, and he is a dead defensive stopper. Don't be surprised if he doesn't make first team all NBA defense. But I, I say that uh, to say that, uh, Paul George has not had real good matchups the last few games. I think that uh, he'll have a, a little bit more freedom in this game. And I think Kawhi being more expensive and will be higher owned. I think I'll, I'll just uh, take Paul George and be uh, along my way for this second game. Yeah, for me, um, there's, there's another narrative there I want to mention with the Clippers, and that's Marcus Morris coming back to Boston. Yeah. And, oh, good point. Yeah. And if if you'll recall, he did come back to Boston when he was still on the Knicks. He had a big game. He went 29-9-3. and Yikes. And what I like here is that he's a lot cheaper than Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. On, on DraftKings, he's only 5K. Kawhi Leonard's over 9K. Yeah. So for me, Marcus Morris. Uh, Sharp. I'm gonna, yeah, he's going to be one of my core players here. And I'd rather get 30 fantasy 30 fantasy points from him at 5K than you know 45 from from Kawhi at over 9K. Um, yeah. And, and Kawhi didn't do very well in the first matchup against the Celtics. They did well against him. But and then, sort of from your perspective, the Paul George angle, I like that as well. You know, good point on those recent defensive matchups. You get some savings for him against Kawhi if you're looking at those two head to head. Um, so he'd probably be next for me out of those wing players. And then Lou Williams um, at DraftKings, he's a good price, six point one. Yeah. Uh, with, with Beverly out, I would expect that he would start. You know, it's it's noon right now, so we we haven't heard the starting lineups, but I expect that he'll start. And with Smart coming off the bench, he he shouldn't face him as much. Get some more Kemba defense. Uh, I think that's a fair play. And then Harrell is on, Montrez Harrell is underpriced on DraftKings. He's only four point five. Yeah, and I know. I know that the prices adjust here when there's a two-game slate, so everybody's price is a little bit different than you're used to seeing. But just comparatively, I, I think Harrell is a good value, um, you know, especially if he's getting to play against Cantor off the bench. I, I think he could have a good night. That's a great point, and and there's no question. I think Harrell's a very legit play without without a doubt. 
Um, I, I love your Lou Williams take. I just have that fear of Marcus Smart uh, shutting him down. But you're right. You know, the rotation there, he's probably going to be guarded by Kemba Walker because I'm pretty sure uh, he'll start uh, again because he's been starting uh, lately with uh, Pat Bev out. So uh, definitely uh, a possibility there, but I would assume Smart will close the game defending uh, defending Lou, so that gives me a little bit of hesitation. But I love the point on, uh, most of all, on Marcus Morris. I think uh, that narrative is real. You know, I've watched him with the Knicks and even a couple games with the Clippers. That dude is tough, man. He is playing really good ball. I had thought through the years Markeith was the better brother, but it's not even close. Marcus is much better, um, no doubt about it. So I love that take. And uh, you may have convinced convinced me of a little Marcus Morris making my main roster. So, all right, excellent, good stuff. All right, game two, Thunder Pelicans. This one has a lot of interest. Uh, minus three for the Pelicans. Uh, bigger over under with two thirty four being the total implied for Pelicans one eighteen and a half and the Thunder one fifteen and a half. Now, there's a lot of guys uh, on both teams that have playing been playing Super Bowl. Um, I think this game's going to be a really fun, showy game with the main guys getting a lot of minutes because they know they're going to have a week off um, uh, with the with the All Star break. So I think we're going to get some. We could get some really uh, significant numbers here uh, from this game, and the the key factor again, we'll go over it and break it down, but. To me, everything changes if Ingram is in or Ingram is out. So that's going to be the big news. He almost played in the last game. They waited. It was a game-time decision, and then they yanked him right at the very end. So I think it's a true 50-50. And what we say here, you need to check, like we always do the Twitter with Twitter and everything, uh, with our feeds, because we may shift some guys depending on if Ingram's in or out. So – What's your initial take on this game, Andrew? Well, Coach, I'll start right there, uh, pick up where he left off. Uh, for me, that is the big turning point. And we've seen in, in recent games how big of a factor it is if Ingram plays or if he doesn't. If he sits tonight, then I'll, I'll be looking at Holiday and Zion. Those two, the usage picks up with him out. Yep. And they're a real, real nice combo. Uh, so I like both of them if Ingram is out. If Ingram is in... That really changes things for me. Changes things for me with the Pelicans. Um, there's just not enough shots to go around. Um, I, I will play a fair amount of Ingram if he plays because I don't think they're going to run him out there right before the All Star break if he's not feeling pretty good. True. So um, if he plays, I'll fire him up a lot more than Zion and and Drew Holiday. I I will get some Zion in there. Um, you know, he really. Stepped it up that last game, had a career-high 31. Yeah, um, he, is, he is priced up on DraftKings. But, you know, I, I mentioned that I don't like Kawhi as much on this slate at 9.1. So in terms of those higher-priced guys, um, I do like him the best, probably even better than Tatum at 8.2. I mean, that might change if Ingram is playing. But, um, yeah, that, that's my breakdown of those three main guys. And okay. then for the rest of the Pelicans – I think Favors is worth a look. He hasn't played yet against Oklahoma City, even though they've played three times this year. 
So we, yeah. we don't have that background information, but he's been getting about 24 minutes. Um, two out of the last three, he's gotten double-digit rebounds. So I, I like the way he's trending. And then okay. I, you know, with if you're going to enter multiple lineups here in tournaments, uh, I think you got to look at some of these bench guys. And for me, I'm looking at Jackson Hayes at minimum price on DraftKings. The last okay. time last time they played Oklahoma City, he got 26 minutes. I know Favors was out, but it seems like they've been favoring, uh, no pun intended, the yeah. Pelicans have been favoring Jackson Hayes over Melly against Oklahoma City. Okay. And I know Melly has been playing pretty well lately, but uh, I'm going to turn to Jackson Hayes before Melly here on, on this slate. And then... Mm-hmm. I want to mention uh, Redick at 4.4. I, I think he's worth a look. I think Hart Hart's a little bit overpriced because, uh, you know, in case Ingram plays, they've got him up at 5.6. So I'm not excited. Yeah. Not really excited about him. Um, and then Frank Jackson is minimum price as well. Uh, I think you could get him in a couple lineups. Interesting. Interesting. All right, let me respond to a bunch of that stuff because I have some thoughts too. Uh, couple of things first of all i think zion's going to be a a pillar in my lineup regardless of what happens with ingram because his his minutes have been up to like 30 now and he's getting enough run that he's really being isoed and they're giving him the ball and lobbing him the ball like crazy so i think his as his usage has continued to rise at literally every game i mean it it seems like this guy's been around this is his 10th game today that he's ever played in the NBA, and we're talking to him, uh, talking about him with the top guys. It's pretty amazing what his potential is. So, I like him a lot. Um, I'm not going to go the Drew Holiday direction because I really uh, admire Chris Paul's defensive prowess. His that dude, I'm telling you, I don't care how old he is. These last few games I watched him, he is so pesky, and he knows every angle. He knows how to agitate guys, get a hand on every ball. I mean, as a coach, you love to have a guy like Chris Paul out there because he just does all that stuff that drives the opponents crazy, takes charges, does the whole nine yards. So I I respect that enough that I'm not going to go Drew Holiday because here's what I'm thinking. And and, and again, listen to this back and then watch the news. But I just don't understand why you would want to play Ingram in this game when he's been injured, give him this stretch of nine days off so he can be 100%. So I'm going to handicap this a little bit like he's not playing. And so if he does, then it has to be shifted. So if he doesn't play, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Zion. I think Josh Hart has really been stepping up. He's been shooting the ball well. I think they raised his price up, which may keep his usage, or I'm sorry, his ownership down a little bit. So I like him in this spot. Um, I'm not comfortable rostering favors, and I'll tell you why. I think he's a little undersized at center, and going against the big giant Steven Adams or even Nerland's Noel at at seven feet, I think it's going to be a little bit tougher matchup for him. I've also noticed in the rotation that they're playing Zion a lot more at center uh, and and sort of rotating guys, bringing Melly in to – you know, play more of really the four because he's an outside shooter. Um, so, you know, that's one one 
uh, thing there. So on the other side of the ball, though, I think Steven Adams is a great play. I think he's going to be, if they do try to guard him with Melly at all, Melly's one of the worst defensive center position guys in the league. And Zion is just flat out just undersized, uh, you know, and if anybody can physically bang with Zion, it's, it's Steven Adams. So I think Adams gets a decent run. You know, he's a vet, but Donovan knows they're going to have a week off. So I think he becomes a decent play. Um, so Adams, I like a lot. I think Gallinari is a great play. And I also, uh, like Dennis Schroeder. I, I, those guys are, like I said, I'm going to stack this game on the Thunder side. Um, I'm not going to go Chris Paul because I also respect Drew Holiday's defense, even though statistically he hasn't done as well. I think one of the more popular guys is going to be Shea. And Shea is terrific. I think he could have a really good game, but I want to shift my dollars elsewhere. So I'm going to go more with the uh, Gallo, Schroeder, and uh, – Adams on that side of the ball. And then on, on the Pelican side, more Zion. Look at uh, Josh Hart as sort of that wild card guy thinking that Ingram isn't going to play, and then he slides into that starting lineup. And if you really want to try to build stars and scrubs, if Ingram is out and you you do uh, want to get a minimum guy, I thought you made a great point in Frank Jackson. His minutes are going to be somewhat limited, but with Ingram out, he's been getting a rotation, and he is shooting the three well. Um, the other cheaper guy that you can play if you want to try to go more stars and scrubs is Melly. Uh, I I have a tendency to disagree with the the take uh, on Jackson Hayes. I think Jackson Hayes, his role with this team is lessening and lessening, and my prediction is that some possibly somewhere down the line midway through the second half they may even send him down to the g league to get uh, big minutes and develop his game and that's I, I no read on that there's no news on that i just see his immaturity a little bit out there um did you happen to see his instagram post about the all-stars uh rising stars thing i think i saw it but i didn't hear it yeah, he, he went off, and you know, F this, F that, screw the NBA, you know, <laughs> find me, this and that. How could I not be on that team? Well, he didn't deserve to be on that team, number one. So, you know, that, that's just one piece of it, but it, it does matter because he embarrassed the organization with that. But just to level of his play right now, I mean, Favors is back. He has a big, fat contract. They got to get him some minutes. The league has gone smaller. They're probably best with Zion at center. Let's face it. I know he's short, but he's so, you know, it's just the way the league has gone. And he, and unless you're playing maybe a Gobert or Anthony Davis, I think he's fine to be in there. Or, you know, Steven Adams just isn't as good as those guys, but he is big. But I think that piece, and then I think Gentry just likes the way Melly shoots the ball, and they need Sometimes, especially if like a guy like Ingram is out and you need to, to get some buckets from the perimeter, I think Melly's going to get those minutes. So, again, I think Jackson Hayes, to me, is is just in a little bit of uh, hot water right now. And I think, you know, he needs a little bit more development. And I think the kid's a fantastic talent. He's 19 years old. He's just a kid. So, you know, he needs some some development time. But anyway, that's my theory 
going into that game. So, you know, on my, for example, on my nine team, uh, player build on FanDuel, it uh, looks like I'm going to have uh, five or six from this game and uh, two or three uh, from the other game uh, is, is the way I'm looking at it. I just think this game uh, opens up a lot more than, than Clippers Celtics. Yeah, over-under is, is a little bit higher, and I like a lot of the points you just made. I, I certainly agree that Hayes could benefit from some time in the G League. He, you know, he should be getting big minutes at this age. I also agree that Melly is building a little bit more of a consistent role over time. I'd be more confident in playing him night in and night out. Um, we'll see how the matchups go tonight, uh, what, what Gentry does. But I, I also want to circle back on Frank Jackson. I totally agree. If Ingram is playing, I probably won't go to Frank Jackson. But if if Ingram is out, then I, I would be willing to to take a shot on Frank Jackson. And then in ter- in terms of the Thunder, um, I agree. I like Adams and Gallo here, with, especially with their prices. And then interesting stats with the three guards that we look at with the Thunder. Mm-hmm. The, in these three matchups, the average DraftKings points for Chris Paul, Shea, and Schroeder, get this, Chris Paul is averaging 31.6, Shea is 31.2, Schroeder 32.7. So wow. almost identical over the three matchups, and Schroeder is the cheapest. So I think it makes a lot of sense from that perspective, just looking at the numbers to go with Schroeder here. And then I do want to mention the um, the, the Thunder bench. For the folks who are multi-entering in tournaments, um, Baisley is out now, so Nader is going right. to get more minutes, and he's he's minimum price. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of his game, but again, if you're going stars and scrubs, he got 16 minutes in the last game. He's he's got some scoring upside. He can do some things, you know, a couple rebounds, couple steals, and don't then do it. Hire him to do your taxes, Mister <laughs> Nader. <laughs> and That's then Dion- about it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, if you if you play enough of these two game slates in tournaments, yeah. you know you you see time after time, one of these minimum price guys yeah. is is the difference maker. It, it could be You're Nader, right. could be somebody like Diallo, um, who I think is a good match for this game. Um, mm-hmm. um, Even a Nerlens Noel, you know, could, could, yeah, sometimes Noel is only three point two. Yeah. Uh, Frank Jackson, we mentioned, even Etwan Moore, three point three. So. Uh, that, that's why I try to touch on some of these guys, but but for me, in terms of the bench guys, Nader would be the first guy I'd look at on the Thunder bench tonight. That's a good point, and you know, even on a two-game slate for the GPP players, you know, uh, like Andrew just said, you, you hit the right guy, you know, in the right position in the right time like that. Uh, you know, that can be a big help for me on cash games. You know, I'm button heads with somebody for two hundred and seventy bucks. You know, I am not going to feel comfortable putting in a Nader and right. these dudes. So, but again, that all goes to you know how you build your lineups and what you're playing. If you're Matt putting 20 entries of four dollars in there, I think to have a share of Nader or have a, a share of Noel and stuff is very smart. I think it's very sharp play. So excellent. Anything else on either of these games, Mr. Andrew? Uh, I do want to mention a, a ranking of centers that I put together just for this slate because okay. I noticed on DraftKings there are eight centers who I'm, I'm looking at who are who you can only play in the center position. And, of okay. course, you only have two options with center or utility. So looking at sort of you know projected fantasy points per dollar, 
I ranked the eight centers that are only center eligible that I'm looking at. So I want to run that list by you. Cool. And for me, it's Tice, number one, Harold, number two, Adams, number three. I agree with you. He's just a nudge over favors who I put at number four. Number five is Cantor. Uh, number six, Jackson Hayes, because he's only he's minimum price. Number seven, Zubats. He's at four point two, and eight yeah. would be Noel, who's three point two. Interesting. I, and I, th- I think that's a great ranking. I, I can tell you that the two centers that I'm uh, going to use more than likely are going to be Adams and. Um, Harold, I think, are the two best centers on that list for me. Okay. But I, you know, again, I think that uh, I think that the ranking is solid. You know, I just I think Tice is a, is a decent play. I just, I, you know, me, I I I can't stand when people share minutes at a position, and you know they're going to share minutes going in, and it's just you know it. I feel like you're one step behind. Uh, you know when when. You know, maybe Cantor and Tice split a bunch of minutes. Maybe you know, uh, uh, you know, guys like Noel can squeeze minutes, but they're not getting as many as Adams. Whereas Harrell's getting quite a bit more than Zubac. Stuff like that. So I I like to at least have a minutes edge, real solid edge going in. You know, favors if he's going to play twenty, twenty two, twenty four minutes possibly. You know, stuff like that, I just it, – it creates uh, a lower ceiling and floor, I think, in those, in those spots. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you are the, the cash game master, and, and minutes are, are huge. So I, I certainly understand where you're coming from there. Well, you're the GPP master, so I think your rankings for GPP were perfect, spot on. <laughs> But my rankings for cash, you know, again, for those reasons, are a little bit different. So, but we, you know, we have everybody does something different and everybody listens to the show that, you know, does a little bit of of both. So I think that 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 is really helpful information. Um, Outstanding. Um, A couple things I wanted to mention. Uh, Remember, you can listen to this uh, Hoopball NBA DFS Today podcast seven days a week, except obviously we just mentioned we're going to be off uh, every day between now and next Wednesday night, except Sunday. I'll do a a quick uh, show for the NBA uh, All-Star game. But other than that, we will be off. But we're usually on seven days a week. We are the best free seven-day NBA DFS information out there, and I will argue that with anybody. So we, uh, you know, there's some good ones behind the paywall, but uh, thanks to hoop-ball.com and our sponsors, MyBookie and Hawaiian Isles, uh, we continue to be able to bring this to you every day. Uh, You can search us anywhere podcasts are found, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube, and our only ask each day is that you just take that 15 to 30 seconds is literally all it will take to click the rate, review, subscribe button, the five stars on iTunes, the thumbs up on YouTube, uh, any likes, even if you have a two, three words uh, for a little bit of a review in there. All of that stuff helps us grow, keeps the sponsors happy, uh, gets other sponsors involved and interested as we want to continue to grow this out. And don't forget, you know, three-step process. Got to mention on every show. Listen to this show 
uh, in the morning for the guys. A lot of a lot of guys do the shows in the evening, so you can uh, check it out in the morning on your way to work, lunch throughout the day. For me, when I do the solo pod specifically, or this one today is a special uh, one that we're doing. Uh, it'll come out around lunchtime. You can listen to it throughout the afternoon. So that information seven days a week will get you that initial build. Some thoughts on the the slate, give you an idea of some injuries and all that stuff going on. But it's imperative that you follow all of us on Twitter throughout the day because we're going to be posting. There's going to be information coming out nonstop. And you can get me at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew is at Language Olympic. Mike is at M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A, Mike Apatria. And our man Miles is at Miles6565, and that's M-Y-L-E-S-6565. And you can always go to hoop-ball.com and also click on uh, the forums and the DFS thread. Our man Andy Gallagher is always updating all the information on there, uh, and that's uh, always uh, going to give you an edge going in. And then that third piece, you know, whatever, however you have to do it, that at least that last 30 minutes before lock, you need to get in front of your phone, laptop, computer, whatever. If you're still at work and you're allowed to do that, or if you have to pull over to a Starbucks, or if you're home already and you can get on there, you got to see that last 30 minutes of knowledge because all of the early games will announce their starting lineups, all of the final guys that were decisions that uh, are out there and warm-ups will be determined and it is a, it's so so competitive out there whether it's a gpp or cash you really can't afford to take a zero uh, or a, a guy that all of a sudden is going to be on a super minutes restriction and expect to win i mean there i know on fanduel even last year, you could win with 325, 335. Now that doesn't even get you in the 50 50 cash. You got to be 375 to 400 to do that. So when you're talking about averaging 30 to 40 points per person, uh, you know, you can't afford any mistakes. So do that down to the wire. All right, man. What else do we have, Andrew? Anything else you want to mention? Final words for me are. Enjoy the All-Star Weekend, everybody. I'm going to go raise a glass to Devin Booker because I'm excited hey, to get to that's watch awesome. him this weekend. He, uh, I think he should have been there in the first place. It's unfortunate that we're not going to get to see Lillard and that Lillard is injured. But, hey, he's there in the end. Uh, it'll be fun to watch him in that three-point contest. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, Booker's snub was absolutely insane. So I still think Bradley Beal should be there, too. That was the other guy that really bothers me. But, uh, you know, it looks like he's not going to get in there. Let me mention this real quick, Andrew, just so, uh, you know, we want to be the end all for all of our folks. I have in front of me real quickly here, I'll mention it, uh, the All-Star 2020 Chicago uh, plans for this week. And, so you know uh, this uh, tomorrow, Friday the 14th, uh, you have at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, every, all the times will be Eastern, you have the Celebrity Game presented by Ruffles. I, I, I just think that's funny, Ruffles. But uh, <laughs> Celebrity Game is always sort of fun to watch. But the one that's going to be awesome is at 9 o'clock. That Rising Stars game is going to be terrific, man. You got... Luca and and Trey and everybody it's gonna be such a fun game so tune into that one there is no DFS action on that one but 
It will be a great game to watch uh, those young guys playing. And then on Saturday, we've got the big uh, all-star Saturday night starting at 8 p.m. All of that's on TNT, and that's where you're going to get the skills challenge, a three-point contest, and the slam dunk. And I'll tell you what, if you look at some of those, especially a three-point contest, they are loaded. So that's going to be a blast. Uh, I don't think my son and I have ever missed that since he is a little boy. He took off work even to watch it uh, with me this weekend. So I'm excited to do that with him. And then Sunday is the all-star game. It doesn't start until uh, the game itself until 8 p.m. Eastern. So again, during the afternoon, I'll, I'll put out a lineup, uh, which is going to be very, very difficult in an all-star game. But, uh, you know, we'll do the best that we can. But that'll be Sunday night at 8 and then, like I say, games do not start back up until next Thursday, so a week from today. And the Wednesday night show will be Mr. Apatria and Mr. Hansen. So I think that's everything, buddy. I think you covered it. Well done. All right, man. Well, we appreciate all of you again. Uh, thank you for the, the growth this first half of the season has been beyond our expectations. I know... Uh, speaking to our wizard behind the drapes, who's really been a big part of this being launched, Dan Bespris. I uh, spoke to him a little bit this week, and, and what we expected uh, our growth and our numbers to be for listenership uh, by the end of the season, end of the playoffs, we've already surpassed here at the All-Star Game. So, you know, we appreciate uh, all of the, the tweets you're sending our way. Uh, when you when you guys are winning, you're p- posting stuff. So let's just keep having fun with it and keep growing, and we will go from there. So thank you again for joining us for another episode of Hoopball NBA DFS today. For our fellow DFS pros, Mr. Apatria and Miles, uh, I am Coach, and I am with Andrew Hansen here, and we're going to close out this first half and look to catch you again not tomorrow but next week a weird one to say as we look to crush it in nba dfs this has been a hoop ball presentation